following podcast is wrestling death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Barniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a Fiend. And his partner, Fader Tapender Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It's a wrestling podcast. My name's Rab Florence on this wrestling podcast. And also joining me on this wrestling podcast is the great man himself, the co-host, the man who regales us with all his tales, his stories, the man that keeps the show afloat. He is one Mr. G-R-A-D-O himself, Grado. There he is. Just so. There he is. How are you doing, Grado? You all right? Listen, I'm just... Uh, I'm all right, mate. I've just been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries. Uh... I'm out of breath just sitting here. That's have, bad, isn't it? Have you been watching the dark side of the ring? Oh, mate, incredible stuff. I watched the one heart one this week. Have you seen it? I haven't watched it. <laughs> I've not watched any of them. The 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 the, the, the one heart one is really emotional, mate. It's oh man, it's just so good. I don't want to spoil it for MD, but like, there's just so many bits, and you think this this guy's just a totally nice guy. You just wanted to wrestle for a couple of years. Make a make a fucking a bit of money and retire his wains, and it's just and what's surprising is one of his wains is a is now a lawyer. Mm. So the way he talks, he's a smart boy. He's a really right. really intelligent guy, and uh, I think the whole f- hit, you know Martha and uh, he's, the two wains they totally resent WWE, and uh, they can explain why man it's fucking some of the stuff you know like WWE yeah. ended up zoom. So try to sue Martha during it's just mental and we stuff. I don't again. I don't want to spoil it, but Jim Carnett basically says what okay, I can tell you, that, I can tell you this, but Jim Carnett basically says that apparently when when Owen was falling for the ceiling, um, he was shouting, "Look out, look out!" because he didn't want to hurt anybody, land on anybody, hurt anybody. And that is probably one of the most when he says that it's so powerful the way he tells the story. It just kind of shows the kind of guy he was, but. This Dark Side of the Ring series has been brilliant this time around with, with Jericho um, narrating it and uh, the people that have been on it. I loved the New Jack episode. Loved the, the Brawl for All episode. Brilliant. If ninnies have seen this Dark Side of the Ring series, have you seen any of them, Rob? I've not seen any. Why not? Well, I don't know if I want to know what the Dark Side of the Ring is like. I like <laughs> the bright side of the ring. You know what I mean? I like the the you know the funny men come out and gobbledygooker comes out and does a dance, and then Mean Gene does he's dancing about and stuff, and that's the bright side of the ring. And you maybe should... I, maybe I'll go to Vice and I'll pitch that documentary, just a documentary about like Brock Lesnar dancing about with the wee mariachi band and stuff, shaking his wee maracas, just you know, just getting into the ins and outs of that. Quick story about a mariachi band. <clears throat> I was wrestling in Mexico City. Uh, for TNA, of course, uh, there a few times, and um, basically, I wrestled and went straight back to the airport to get a flight to New Orleans. And uh, when I got to New Orleans, my kind of shoot pals WhatsApp group had all been sharing this uh, article that 
there had been a terrorist attack in Mexico City. And when I typed in and looked it up and done my Google Maps, it was literally half a mile from where I was wrestling. One of the, the drug cartel gangs had dressed up as a mariachi band. Is that mariachi band? Mariachi band. Mariachi band. And when the gang that they were feuding with walked through the centre, because obviously they or whatever they were playing. Yep. When they walked by, they pulled the guns out and shot eight folk. Wow. So, wow. what are you laughing at, John? I don't find that funny at all. Sorry, I'm just I'm at dark side of the ring with you and it, Grado. <laughs> dark, dark side in a mariachi. The rise and fall, what do you think? What would they call me? The rise beyond the... We had the rise of... The, 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 the descent of the dark fall of Grado. I mean, dark. I can get my dark side, dark side of the ring out the noon, show you it. <laughs> Fucking brown side of the ring. I've not been doing anything this week. Uh, I have just been hanging out, doing a bit of writing, doing a bit of horror about in the garden, playing with the veins, uh, just being a dad in general. <laughs> so let's uh, see what's been happening with the punters out there. Let's see what they've been up to. First of all, we've got to say a big thanks to Kyle Customs on Twitter, who made a Rab Florence wrestling figure. Now, I saw this thing. Let me tell you. You know, if you watch a video version of this on Patreon, you'll be able to see a picture of it now, right? If you watch the video version of it. But um, let me just describe it to you. It's me and my tiger mask mask that I've had for many, many years wearing a, a feather boa that be- belongs to my fiance. Um, and it's just a fantastic fit. Imagine being able to, imagine having the talent to be able to make gay wrestling figures like that. Gredo, there's one coming for you. Don't worry. Is there? What's he going to base it on? Is Trevor Nelson, no Trevor Nelson, what did you call Trevor that was in the, Trevor Murdoch? Oh, right, right. Oh, like what is going to be the base for the figure? Aye. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. We need to find that out. That's, that is interesting. One. Mark Henry, no. But thanks to him, uh, great, one on the way for you, and if uh, listen, anybody out there wants a custom wrestling figure for this guy, right? get him on Twitter or Instagram, at Kyle Customs 2018. Now that is Kyle with a K. K-U-S-T-O-M-S 2018 uh, and he'll maybe make a wrestling figure he'd get him a wee commission doing his way because the guy knows what he's doing man he's doing talented he's doing with the, the customising the toys thanks sure to Mark McDade by the way who simply posted a picture of chocolate fingers if the Grado's revelation last week that he ate his own shite and pretended it was chocolate now I had to tell I had to tell Jen that story right Jen hey, doesn't laugh I'm going to be honest, you right? tell her I'm going to be honest, Jen doesn't listen to the podcast, right? Aye, she's, she's, she's very, very supportive of my work and all that, right? But this is a step too far, right? Listen to this. Um, however, I say, I say, I had to, I say, I have to tell you this fucking story about Credo, by the way, but you can say, I had to tell it, you know, I mean, I kind of feel like it's probably been making its way across the country. Um, Gredo, shitomania is running wild. <laughs> totally forgot I tell folk about that. That was with Callum and, I, and he, he said, Is that what's that in your finger? And I went, licked it and it was chocolate. Tell him it was chocolate. Aye, it was. I sat day for the Steve of the household and I've done that and my managed to uh, get worms and have to go to the doctors and get it's treatment a, for it. But a sad, day, sad, sad night for Steve Lee's. It's a great story. The chat for the last few weeks has been celebrity face and heel turns after back of Piers Morgan apparently turning face. I don't believe it. During coronavirus crisis times, we've got a couple more though. Richard Young got in touch and says that Tim Martin for Weatherspoons started off as an uber baby face, offering us all cheap booze and food and the chance for all elements of life to mix with the world's greatest winos, then went healing us all and he support a Brexit and zero-hour contracts for his staff. 
right? Then he turned face again, Richard says, when the Weatherspoons app was created, meaning folk could go on social media and get their mates to buy them free booze and sashes and mustard and all that right for the house. And then he turned heel again when he announced his staff should look for new jobs during lockdown. No, I don't agree. I think Tim Martin was always a heel. See that upgrade though? Aye. That's the app where you would see, sometimes you see last season stuff like on Twitter going, we're at table 14 and Weatherspoons and Hangman if anybody wants to buy a drink and people can like use the app to buy people I, I, drinks online. I mean, I knew that the one in Blackpool had that because my father's never out the one in Blackpool, the Weatherspoons in Blackpool. And I remember seeing an app that you could, you know, order your breakfast and add a sausage and take away a fucking hash brown and all this carry on. But I didn't think it was as, as fingy as that. Could <laughs> you, could you, could you be... <laughs> Gredo, could you be wrestling in Mexico, right? Let's say you're wrestling in Mexico and your dad's in Weatherspoons in Blackpool. Could you, could you stop in the middle of a match in Mexico? I don't know if the app could do this, but it would be amazing if it could. And you're in the middle of a match in Mexico and then you could pull out your phone and go in the app and send your dad sausage to his table in Blackpool at Weatherspoons. Is that what the app would let you do? I mean, it seems so. I mean, it seems so. As I say, but, um, you know, one of the rules in TNA was, you know, you can't take your phone out to the ringway. Just like no, no sending sausages. Just like the staff in Weatherspoon probably can't use their phone. And the staff in Weatherspoon probably can't wrestle matches in the middle of trying to serve the sausages. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm moving on. Stuart Brody, can he believe that we haven't mentioned Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby Bill Co- was a big baby face in the 80s. Aye. What did he do? Lots of bad things, Kato. Mm. Another thing for a few weeks ago, we were talking about what was your favourite wrestler, what was your wrestling name and your finisher when you were a wee guy or a wee lassie. Loads of people were in touch this week about this. Now, Brent Carter says, him and his mate Michael right, are going to be a tag team for hire just like the APA. Right? <laughs> I thought this wee guy's been a tag team for hire. Go hire the wee fucking 10-year-old boys to go and knock fuck out this guy. Except we were called the Rent Boys. <laughs> cool, eh? We'd heard it before and didn't they realise the meaning. <laughs> we thought it sounded like a cool team name. Mortifying when I got all done fun it were actually meant. That's fucking super. It's absolutely oh, class. That is fucking class. It. You can't talk that, by the way. You can't no, there's no need to be better than that. Especially with the Z in the, the Z. Zed the <laughs> I can just my... see them graffiti in their fucking math jottles and all that, writing the rent boys on it. Fucking, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Scott Murray says his wrestling name was White Noise. <laughs> and his finisher was called Whitewash. It was a mo- <laughs> I modified the electric chair where instead of falling backwards, I dropped my opponent on their face. Who did he do this to? <laughs> Jardo says the water boy was his name, basically Carlito, but a bottle of water. <laughs> <Stay down> <laughs> apple. <laughs> Finisher was the H2O. Oh, you know, it's good. That is good, but it's funny, but because like these people are sending us in, but they're doing what I, I can imagine folk, you know, doing those. They'll finish us to nobody. Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye, aye. Like, like pretending there's somebody there in the room and thumping on the flare and they're all going, what are you doing up there? You know what Using I mean? pillows and no, that's brilliant. Chris Conway was the Paisley Love Hammer. His finisher was the Dick Splash. <laughs> Liam, his name was, my name was fucking hell because I used to do stupid flips. I've stupidly high shit. I hurt my mates would always say, fucking hell, why is he? 
whilst Lay wounded on the deck. So he was fucking hell lame wise. I'm guessing. Fucking <laughs> high, high voltage says Mr. Fahrenheit was his name as he was bringing the heat, top rope splash, keeping it simple, <laughs> Mr. Fahrenheit. And Leslie Ann Johnson says, no, when I was a kid, but a couple of years ago, I was joking with my daughter about what I would call myself if I was a wrestler and we decided your ma was the perfect fit. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ben Hall says him and I mate were going to be the soccer kids. <laughs> the soccer kids and their music would be the sensible soccer theme. And the finishing move would be a Vinnie Jones on Gaza special. Oh, aye, the wee, the wee ball grab. That's just, mate, and I just, I've, I'm just getting memories of me back yarding back in the day. We wrestled the my pal's back door up the top end of Stevenson. In fact, it was my pal's brother's back door. He was about maybe 20 and he gave us a couple of mattresses and we called his back door the Swamp Arena, right? We had uh, <laughs> one of my pals, our motion was called The Devil, and he came out to D-E-V-I-L, The Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out, man. And I remember one time I was, like I was kidding on I was Booker T because I had a pair of white pants on, like a pair of white, white, white bobs. Aye, do you know aye, what I mean? And I just think if anybody had seen that new me with trainers on, soaks, and just my <laughs> fucking white bobs rolling about with the devil. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I help the devil. Amazing, man. Beautiful. Now, my big sister, we used to, I remember wrestling in my big sister's back garden in Broomfield Road in Barmullach, um, and it was a tenement, tenement building, and so the tenement buildings were brilliant because you could have, people could watch up close, looking at the close windies, you know, close and stuff like that, so you would almost feel as if you had a kind of big crowd up there. You know what I mean? Or in, and I remember you just have watching you. stupid memories of like being out and wrestling and doing it all. And, and I remember there was a couple of lassies that I kind of fancied that were feel like a couple of, they, they were across, I think they were for like Torreburn Road, which was kind of around the corner. And they'd came around to kind of watch and they were like hanging over the railing, watching us all. And I remember thinking, feeling fucking brilliant, man. Feeling tap of the world with them watch me. That's I class. Like, I think I must they look fancy cool me. Fuck. Aye, they fancy me. I must look cool as fuck doing this and... And then I just think, no, what I must have actually looked like. You know what I mean? It's just it's depressing. It's, fu- it? it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> One more thing as well. I remember my, when I first started wrestling training as well, I made a GeoCities page for my wrestling. And I was going to <laughs> geocities.com forward slash Brock Xavier. <laughs> that was a clash between Ibrox and my favourite indie wrestler at the time, Xavier. Oh my so God, right. Brock Xavier. And then a big X, Xavier. Brock Xavier. And it's funny because I remember going to end up wrestling in New York and fucking we went to this titty bar and uh, Xavier was the, the guy in the door. How weird is wow, that? Wow, that is weird. That's crazy, isn't it? He was the guy in the door. So fucking um, we went in, we got a lap dance, saw the rest of it. And I thought we are all going to get it for nothing, were we? Fuck, because we can name drop Xavier. Fucking, yeah, we're getting a lap dance and all this and one of the, the, the lap dancers goes, um, uh, do, you want, do you want a vodka? And I says, aye, all right. She, would get, uh, she says, I'll get you a bottle. I went, no, no, it's just a glass. It's all right, it's all right. And then I can always remember I know, because I was with, oh, I better not say, just in case he doesn't want to say that it was a, a lap dancing bar. But she came back with the vodka, and I, and I remember thinking that I had a pure smell of breath. And I'm trying to go, yeah, can I buy chuggy half you? And the music's playing. Can I buy chuggy half you? Can I buy chewing gum, chuddy gum? <laughs> anyway, she went away. Again, to maybe get us a drink, and we fuck, we had to fuck off, Rab. Honestly, but it was 
very intimidating stupid wee boys he's had to sprint he's had to bolt I would done the bail because it was just she was going to buy his bottles of vodka well she was going to bring these them you were paying for them the fuck out you know what I mean we're two wee yeah. goons fucking in New York for the first time other wrestle would remain Raymond just in case he's feared but um, but there it is I don't know if that's a story worth is no it, that is, is a, a story. story that is a story worth telling you and Coco we were and and in Muirhead was called Caber, and the Caber toss was his German suplex. He, he tried it once, nearly killed his brother, and his whole gimmick and moveset was banned outright by his mum. That's how uh, that's how Seth Rollins felt when Vince McMahon banned the, the curb stomp that first time. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, I'll just random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast. Just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email us at WrestlingDaft at gmail.com. <laughs> Now every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling, the cornflakes for the shitey crumbly bits you get in the last bowl. Right, hold on a fucking minute. This is John's part again. again. This is John's part again and I need need to step in because that's the fucking best bit of the cornflakes. Oh, that's horrendous. No, when you get down to that dusty stuff down the bottom, I like that. I like that. Oh, I do. And I'll tell you something else, mate. See, when you get a bag of Pecora and you get to the end of the bag of Pecora and it's all the wee crispy critters, I call them all the wee crispy bits, man. Or doing a bottom of that shit. I like that stuff with fritters, but can I mention just before we, we go on for, for cornflakes? I've ever told you, told you a story about speaking to Drew Galloway's dad and asking what he had for his breakfast. No, I think you have mentioned it, but remind it, remind me, remind me though. Basically, because you, you, you mentioned was, it to um, uh, Drew's brother when he was on chatting. But oh, was we did, we did, we touched on it. I just to remember, focus just always sticks out in my head when I when I, when I think of Drew's father. When I asked him what he had for his breakfast, and said, "A portion of cornflakes." <laughs> a portion. <laughs> a portion. <laughs> a portion of cornflakes. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad I heard that again. Right, what are you going to bury and what are you going to put over? You're going to put over that dark side of the ring again. Aren't you? Oh, dark side of the ring or Undertaker's documentary as well, man. He's a big soul. See, take. He's a big soul. He's not. He's not. He's different for what I would have imagined. Do you know what I mean? He's like he can get a bit. He was watching his match back with Roman Reigns. I could see he was green, mate. The wrestlers get very emotional, didn't they? Something I've noticed about wrestlers is that they tend to be very emotional. You're quite an emotional guy as well, Grado. Well, I, I mean, I have seen you. I've seen you cry, mate. I've seen you laugh at inappropriate times. I've seen you bust out laughing about stuff. Right. I've seen it all, mate. You know what I mean? I'm not a very emotional guy, especially after my match at Bound for Glory 2017. Man, that was a fucking dark night. What promotion was that? Jerry. Uh, it was the shits. I don't think I've ever recovered to be honest with you. I'm going to put I'm going, going to, in the vaping and everything for you. I'm going to put over what am I going to put over this this week in wrestling? I've not been you know what? I've 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 felt quite unmoved by wrestling this week. I've felt quite unmoved by it in general. I want to and what I'm going to say is I'm going to put over the fact we're doing a bit of work now to properly present Bobby Lashley um as the threat that he should be. You know what I mean? Um, you still watching Raw every week now? Eh? I'm keeping up. I'm keeping. I'm keeping my horn in, Grado. I figure I present a wrestling I'm podcast. I present a wrestling podcast. I think I should just keep my horn in, uh, keep an eye on the scene. But oh, I tell you what, I'll bury Jim Cornette. No, you're not. I'm going to bury Jim Cornette for his ridiculous comments about uh, Becky getting pregnant and stuff like that. I'm just. It's just. Well, what's he saying now? See, sometimes he just goes over the board. <laughs> It's just tiresome, man. He's just just having a pop at Huffer getting pregnant when 
you know, when, when she's in that period of career where she should be making the money and stuff like that. And he's just, I just kind of feel, you know, he's, he's just a, he's just, he's a loser. You know what I mean? I just kind of feel like you're listening to a fucking loser. I you know, it's funny, of, it's funny because I made my father watch some, one of my father, my brother watched some of Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. And I made him watch the Brawl for all one. And uh, Vince Russo was on it with Jim Carnett. And it was funny to get somebody's take that my brother can't really be bothered with this. And he only ever, like, has ever been to shows, obviously, because of me and whatever, right? He thinks it's a lot of shite. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, a, a bit cut out the documentary and saying Fight Club, he was going, I mean, you stand there in your pants in front of Wayne's. There's fucking something wrong with that. In front of Wayne's in community halls. And when he says, you put it together, you kind of go, that is a bit dodgy. But anyway, he watched it and uh, he, I said, what do you think? He went, Fucking hated that Cornetto. <laughs> hated Cornetto, but he loved Vince Russo. He fucking loved him. Vince Russo, you know, the one thing you can say about Vince Russo is that he has a creative mind. You know, even you know, a lot of people focus on his time at WCW when he went in and, you know, and some crazy stuff was going on. But it was still fucking interesting to watch, you know what I mean? It was still interesting. It was still... Um, it was still pushing the boat out in certain areas and crying stuff. I think Vince, I think Vince Russo is, uh, you know, has a, a really good mind for storytelling in a wrestling ring. You know what I mean? Um, no, I've, got, I know, I've got time for Russo. I, you know what? I know last week you were kind of uh, burying Eugene, but did I, did I tell you what, what happened once I come back? Me and him had a, a, a bum bag and a pole match. Right. Uh, Russo was on the same card and he watched the match. And when we came back, me and Dinsmore went up to Russo. Or should I say he came to us? Going like this, clapping his son and God, I got tears in my eyes, bro. I got tears in my eyes. That was awesome. That should be on TV, bro. That should be. That's that's how. That's and how that, much he loved because it was a fucking. Do you know what I mean? It was. That's a total you can imagine match, one bag and a pole match. Right? I he was. It was full of shit. It was the skittle spot where I think it's fucking from tax and he takes a bump on that. Fucking Dinsmore at one point as well says, I'm going to get colour on you. He says, but we'll go the hard way. And it's a certain kind of punch with the way you do it. There's a, kind of, there's a technique to it. He says, don't worry, I'll get colour on you the hard way. And I'm going, fuck it. Do you know he punched me about fucking 20 times in the, in the same bit in my, my eye? The next time I was a big, miss massive, big fucking black eye. <laughs> no blood. Fuck me. Fucking nobody in that again. It was just, it just one me neck. He's obviously done it once, didn't he? Dush. Aye, aye, Dush. aye. Fucking... Can't remember this guy's head. Why am I this guy's head not open up? Aye. A fucking aye. Scotsman's head, that's why. Fucking, <laughs> you need to, fucking, need to take a fucking samurai sword to a Scotsman's fucking head to get it. Right. So you get fucking colour. Anyway, bronze jello, put over orange Cassidy for staying safe during the pandemic by wearing a mask. You can stay safe in style, by the way. By get fuck off, John. By oh, getting your own wrestling off. daft mask. It should be... Listen, we'll know. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. He wrote that. He wrote that. John. Did Orange Cassidy? No, Bronze Cello wrote that. Or in, no, Bronze Cello wrote that. Bronze, Cello, Bronze oh. Cello, don't take John's side on it. Has anybody bought any masks? John, has anybody bought any masks? I will need to check the store. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Nabdies. Nabdies. I bet you they have. I bet you they have. Uh, the Joe Coffee interview Bronze Cello wants to put her big fan big fan of Joe great to hear from him it was a very good interview Joe's oh, a lovely yeah, guy uh, wants to bury WWE for referring to Drew Gulak as Daniel Bryan's training partner after he put him on then no re- reviewing his contract that was a shocker reviewing his contract 
Chris wants to put over the Owen Hart documentary and Vice Dark Side of the Ring. It is a tough watch. It is a tough watch. And can I, can I say one mere thing about the Dark Side of the Ring? Kevin Dunn was getting a lot of heat on Twitter today because I don't know if you've seen the clip of JR explaining what happened. Aye, you, you, when JR dead. goes, give me an update, he says he's dead, we're on in 10, 9, 8, 7. And everybody's calling him evil and disgusting and all that. But I think he was probably put in a, a very difficult position himself. He's got to direct and produce a show. What, what do you think, Robert? Am I being too... <clears throat> do you care what I mean? If the show is going... He's obviously if, put in a terrible the situation is, as well. If the show is running, if a decision's been made for the show to run then his job as director is to just run that show. And, and I'm sure, listen, everybody in the back there on that night lost their friend, didn't they, in a kind of shock and mm-hmm. turn the event. So I, I think you can excuse, I think anyway, you can excuse people's actions in the immediate aftermath or something like that because who knows how to react, you know what I mean? I think he's getting a safe time out on the internet because it, some wrestling fans just fucking go for the score. No he's, other fans, but... He's always getting a bad time, isn't he? You know I mean? we, have, we have really good listeners, man. The stuff that they provide for us fucking show makes us a hell of a lot easier, than it? It sure does. Chris wants, shit, Chris wants to bury the tragic death of poor Shad Gaspard, thoughts with his family. Um, to right, Scott wants to put our Corbin versus McIntyre. Thought it was a really good main event match, and Corbin is the only true heel in WWE. Actually, Andy, I want to agree there. Corbin is—I'm a big fan of Corbin. I, I really am. Uh, I think he's—he is. There's just something about him. He has an old school sensibility about him. And he, right for the minute he came in, when he was in NXT, and he was cutting about with that terrible hair and all that. You know, and he's—he wasn't in great shape. I remember when he first came in NXT, he was kind of a bit flabby looking and all that, and a bit. But he was still, though, he just carried himself like he just didn't give a fuck about anybody liking him. He was wanting people to mm-hmm. fucking boo him, wanting people to. And I love that. I love seeing a guy going, I'm going to be a fucking good old fashioned heel that people want to lose. You know what I mean? I, I, lo- I love that. And uh, Scott wants to bury Jake Snake again, saying that Archer's wrestling gets him all kind of excited. He's turning into the therapist for afterlife. Very creepy. No, um, I, I quite like this kind of creepy Jake Snake thing. He's What's he been doing, Rob? <clears throat> he's 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 basically doing this thing. I think Jake, where he's he's trying to be sleazy and kind of sleazy and kind of weird and a bit kind of offbeat, which I think is which is, which I think people are forgetting that Jake the Snake always was. Jake Snake always had that character that was like a kind of, you imagine yeah. he'd stick a wee knife into your ribs. Mm-hmm. You imagine he'd, he'd be sleezing up to your wife or, your, you know what I mean? He was, he's, he's a bad, he was a bad guy. Right. Ian Milne wants to uh, bury Lana's reaction to MVP becoming Bobby Lashley's new manager and put all the entertainment that the Viking Raiders and Street Profits gave us. I love wacky shit like that. It was hilarious. Uh, Street Profits are great, I think. John's making a face now. What, are you alright? Sorry, I, I just hate this this whole thing with the Viking Raiders and Street Profits. Yeah, last week they were playing basketball. This week they were axe throwing. Two big guys who are like the Viking Raiders who should be getting put over loads of people and they've got this, them doing this comedy stuff. I, and Street Profits I get, Street Profits I get, but the Viking Raiders... Just, I agree with you there if they're making them look like this because they were badasses in the indie scene, you know what I mean? Aye, exactly. Aye, aye it's... It's about Goldberg putting on a Goldust wig, that kind of idea. I feel like they don't, the WWE, the, the modern WWE... You don't know what they're doing? No, I kind of feel like the modern WWE just don't know what to do with these big, good old-fashioned big horses, like these big warlord barbarian-type big guys that they used to be able to use well. I think they don't really know how to use them anymore. You know what I mean? Why can't they, why can't they not just... Um, 
fucking squash a tag team, squash a fucking couple, couple of local guys, and you know they what just I mean? don't. I, they just don't know what. Don't to, know what they're doing. They don't know what to 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 do with them. Uh, Stephen wants to put over best friends interview with Grado and ICW on demand is just brilliant. Oh, that was a good. I, I totally didn't want to do that, but I they ended up offering me a bit of cash. I don't. Stephen wants to bury the Marks podcast, getting the likes of Riddle, Christian, etc. on it because the B show shouldn't be getting the top draws. Finger out your hoop, Grado. Get a honky tonk man on. <laughs> no. Here's the thing: we don't need the big guests because nah, wait to the wait to the mother. That's, that makes it here. We are the big guests. <laughs> Me and Grado are the big guests. We, who Riddle? Who the fuck? Riddle should be fucking interviewing me. Steve put on Impact Wrestling for still putting on quality TV and Barry Impact Wrestling for not being called TNA anymore. I'm teasing to be bringing back the old TNA Heavyweight Championship. Did they do how, do feel, how do you feel about that, Grado? Well, I've been speaking to the guy. Oh. I've been speaking to one of the producers, uh-huh. uh, working Tompkins, and Exclusive. he is, and he's he's always honest, right? And he's saying that the TV that they're putting on out during this lockdown is some of the best TV they've put out in years. So I'm choking to see some of that. Apparently, right, I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'll watch but it this weekend. I, I think I'll, I'll watch it as well. Okay. But do you know what? I think he's got a point. See this impact shape. It's got to go back to TNA. I mean, everybody refers to it. There was somebody, a, a guy, um, like fucking even Zach Ryder, who's just been put on it. Then they seen he's talking about going back to TNA. Did see that impact? I think I think that's got a worse stigma than than what impact has. Well, no, 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 sorry. Impact, Impact Wrestling has a worse stigma to it than TNA. It's got a bigger stink. For me, there is nothing more important in wrestling, I think, than history. Yep. The reason why, you know, if a promotion has history, it's the hardest thing for a promotion to deal with. It's the fact that when a new promotion starts up, they don't have history. The beautiful thing that NWA have the new um, NWA power, you watch that, and they have all the history of NWA to lean on, right? Is their thing. It's madness. That impact is called impact and it isn't called TNA. Because regardless of what you think of TNA, TNA had some high, high moments. The um, best some stuff great, was TNA. Some great, great wrestlers moving through it. Guys like Grado moving through it as Listen, well. I'm telling you, it was a fucking great promotion until the day I signed. Trust me, that's <laughs> the God's honest truth. But they should be. The day I signed, they lost the fucking Spike TV deal. <laughs> they, should, they should be called TNA again, I think. Right. Uh, Craigski wants to put our Undertaker, the last right documentary series. It looks like it could be WWE's best documentary series to Absolutely. date. And Goshi didn't watch any wrestling this week, so just wants to bury Rab for being a Tim and put a Grado for being a Rangers man. Couldn't think of fuck all else, lads. Goshi, listen, let me tell you something. Right? I want to talk a wee bit about, just give me one second to talk about this whole... You've got one second. Goshi burying me for being a Tim here, right? right. This is what I'm fucking wanting to hear. What makes sports special is rivalries, pas- passionate rivalries between, and we should have no fear. This is it. It's over. We should have no fear now. It's, it's beautiful. I, I love the fact that Goshi has got in touch to bury me for being a Tim. Quite fucking mm-hmm. right, man. Bury me. And I bury you, Goshi, for being a Rangers, man. And you know what? At the end up, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, right? But, 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 but and when it comes down to the fucking sport, when it comes to the fact of Celtic, nine in a row, Nine in a row again. <laughs> Twice. You know what I mean? 
As lockdown continues, it's time to get more content for Wrestling Daft by signing up to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Hello to some of our new patrons. Some, we've got one, Lucy L. Welcome to the squad. We have set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Daft. Tier 1. When you sign up for that, you're the Cruiserweight Champion, which is $4, which is about £3 a month. On that, you get a patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all episodes, a full unedited version, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and you can vote on what you want to see listed in the list of wrestling draft. Tier 2, you're the Intercontinental Champion, which is about £7.70 a month. You get everything that's in Tier 1, as well as a video version of the podcast each week, a bonus episode each month, and you can join our Patreon pay-per-view parties. In fact, the Marts are going to have one this weekend for double or nothing. Is double or nothing this weekend? Aye. Where are the boots? Uh, they're just doing it Aye, right, it would have been in Vegas. Tier 3, the World Heavyweight Champion, which is 20 bucks a month, which is about £15, and you get everything in the previous tiers, as well as free tickets to every live event once we're allowed to go through a self-isolation again as long as you're signed up and you get a free wrestling draft t-shirt of your choice uh, but you must sign up for a minimum of three months plus you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks so if you fancy that and becoming one of our patrons sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling draft as we would love to welcome you to the roster you just made the list it's time for our list of wrestling naft. It's the best moments in AEW we're talking about. We ask for you guys to vote. Uh, remember, you can vote, by the way, for which list we do by signing up for $4 a month at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, however, this week, John fucked up the vote as he put as the options the greatest intercontinental champs uh, up against the best moments in AEW. And we've already done the greatest intercontinental champs for some reason, John, with his encyclopedic knowledge of... Uh, podcasts and shows that we've done has somehow forgotten that we've already covered that. So it's now the best moments in AEW and I am going to do my top three moments in AEW history so far. Number three is going to be, it's very predictable, I'm sorry that it's this, but it has to be uh, Chris Jericho's backstage, a little bit of a bubbly. Look at this, look at that. Cheap salami. That's what Chris Jericho gets. Bunch of crap. Look, olives. Look at this. Look. This olives are nothing in there. And look at this one. There's a little guy in there. Can't even get proper olives, can you? What else we got? Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. It had that crossover appeal. It was exactly what AEW needed at that time. Uh, cometh the hour, cometh the man. Chris Jericho stepped up, did a bit of offbeat promo stuff that caught on like wildfire across social media, um, made that crossover thing. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I had a lot of people going, where is this? Babe? What show is this? What is that? It's AEW, which is great, right? Right, that's your one. That's your one. By the way, uh, if you want to hear an interview with Chris Jericho, then you just check out the first episode of Wrestling Daft when I interviewed the great man himself. No, that's probably, uh, now that you're, you're getting me thinking that the champion... Well, he's, he's brilliant, Jericho, he? he? knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows his stuff, mate. My number two. Well, my number two has to be Chris Jericho again. Cutting a promo on Matt Hardy's drone. I'm glad you showed up, guard. Guard. Because I got a couple of things I want to tell you. First of all, I don't like you. I've never liked you. I don't like what you stand for. I don't like your beliefs. 
I think you're arrogant. I don't appreciate your political views on social media. You're a piece of shit, Vanguard. I as well. I like that. That get buried. See, for me, see these moments. These are the things I show people when I want to talk about why I love wrestling, right? There's two things on this list, right? Here's, here's, the, here's the alpha and the omega. Here's the two things, right? I'll, things like that that are just could only happen in wrestling. Chris Jericho standing there in the middle of the ring talking to a fucking remote controlled drone, shouting at the fucking drone, telling it to come back when it flies away from him. And all that. I loved that. I love that. And I love the fact that Jericho can do comedy so well, can deadpan hang so well, can act so well. He's a very talented guy. And I love that more. Just the weirdness of it. The weirdness of it, when you look at it out of context, that empty arena with a guy in a wrestling ring in the beautiful squared circle where anything can happen. Chris Jericho cutting a promo on a remote control drone. And I love the bit where Matt Hardy went for side. If you want a bit to arena to the other, and it didn't miss that shite, it was good. Love it, love it. It was brilliant. And my number one. Can I guess it? Yeah. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Cody versus Dustin. Aye. I don't need I don't need a partner. I don't need I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. If you talk about the reason why you you love wrestling, um it's things like Jericho cutting a promo on that drone and then on the other side of things, it's the, it's the true drama and the true romance of wrestling that is uh, the two brothers going at it with each other in an incredible match that the crowd were completely invested in, that two guys just at their best, you know what I mean? Two guys who represent different periods in the history of wrestling as well, you know what I mean? And yet, you know, still up to each other's level. Uh, two guys who... You know, you can't remove, you can't strip the context away from this. The context is these two guys are the sons of one of the greatest wrestling legends that ever set foot in the ring. Um, so much history involved in it, and and for them to deliver on that level in that match and that new promotion uh, was just beautiful. Couldn't write it. And he also got bloody at the start of that match as well, didn't he, old Dustin? He can't go by the way, say for his age. Again, I was listening to Zack Ryder. I think it was Zack Ryder that was talking about he wrestled him five years ago and he was he was blowing Zack Ryder up just by how hard he works, fucking running about that ring. Man, he's fucking something else, old Dustin. That guy is just one of the the greatest of all time. And he really, he is. Without a doubt. Talk about being underrated. Goldust... Well, you think how long he's been doing this for the natural to gold us for years, and then that seven promo is just fucking fun. That's hilarious. He goes back and he does gold the book of tea, and when he come back at the rumble, yep. he's just shit hot. And 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 just you know, remember when he came back and and came back as gold dust, and looking at him and being like, look how look how fucking slim he is. Aye. Look how fast he is. Aye. How fast he was. He was in the ring. You know, he was. He could just go with anybody. He could Aye. go Aye. with anybody. I remember watching him in a cage match um, in TNA against Bobby Roode and it was a two out of three falls match inside the, the, the cage and how mm. the pace he was going at was something else and I always think when something like Dusty Road, sorry, Dustin Rhodes versus um, Cody was announced, I was like, what is he going to wear? Do you know what I mean? Like, yep, yep. And it was cool what he wore and it yep. was brilliant when they fucking put the gold dust shit in the, in the case a couple of weeks before the match and all that. It was fucking just, 
Is a wrestling fan you want to see that, then you? What's gold dust outside WWE? What's he like in a big arena in a different stage with a different company? And just, ah, it's just, you're just cool, man. But that guy has just, I think, over the past, I would say over the past five years, has completely just solidified his cell, his legacy, you know what I mean? As one of the best of all time. Definitely. Um, let's see what the punters are saying. Uh, Westy is saying Matt Hardy and Jake Snake arriving at AEW. Cody versus Dustin. Well said, Louise. Chris says Cody versus Dustin. Fantastic build-up with some insanely good promos. Great match, brutal and emotional. The match that put AEW on the map. Haggis head Helmsley. The bit where Billy Gunn is twice the size of the kids they've got doing the circus tricks over there. <laughs> That's quite funny. Oh, hey, hey. Degenerate69 says anytime MGF is on screen. He's a star. MGF's a breakout star, isn't he? Yep. Fire Soul 86. Other than Jericho fanning about and just being the best. <laughs> Pack versus Omega. 30-minute Iron Match was brilliant. Cody versus Dustin was superb as well. Andy calls up ooh, a little bit of a bubbly. Yes, I do love a crossover moment like that. David Pallett, Lucha Brothers versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega from 19th of February. Oh, very specific pay-per-view quality match shown free on ITV. Metal as well, the AEW's on ITV, isn't it? I know that is my... Fuck, if only you could get a wrestling company on ITV, yeah. All right. That'd be good to get that happen. Nice, wouldn't it? I've heard the rain one or something. Jericho being touted as the youngest ever AEW champ. That was... That was funny. Fucking funny, man. That was funny. Alex Shearer, the Escalera de la Muerta match at All Out was mental. Pentagon's Canadian destroyer half a ladder through a table absolutely broke me. Didn't it just fucking break you, mate? Mate, CC Pentagon, what's his brother called again? Felix, ah uh, man, I've seen. I remember turning up at a show and see them, seeing them before the match, just going over stuff, rap and going, "Holy fuck!" I know. Even at one point, both of them were like standing on the rope, kind of like old school style, mm-hmm. the Undertaker on the rope. I think they was both standing on the same rope. Talking about yapping away. That's the balance of it. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> They you know what they're doing. Dylan, Sammy being running over by Ken, Kenny and Matt Hardy in the golf cart is high on my list. That was a hell yeah. That was that looked good. That did you see? I never that? saw that. Check it out, it looked good. John says it has to be the Rhodes Brothers fight. What a story. Dustin still got it. Outside that, Matt Hardy's debut at the top of the arena was pretty cool. Just a shame there was no fans because that would have blown the roof off. It's a fucking shame, isn't it? Because it right, would have shame. blown right, the roof right off. But as much, as much sympathy I've got for Big Drew Mania, I have the same amount of sympathy for Matt Hardy because the video that released the week before, that is one of the single best things I've seen in wrestling. I knew you'd come. You know what, we're going to, listen, we're always going to look back in these moments through these empty arenas and it's going to be the, one of the weirdest periods in wrestling and, you know, it's going to be unforgettable. Wrestling Daft merchandise, new folks, you can go Wrestling Daft yourself by sporting your very own Wrestling Daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover or, grotesquely, a face mask. Get them at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. On there you'll find designs such as, I'm a mark, I'm a take the bump for you, chips, cheese and don on me, and... I'm a wrestler too. And after the release of last week's controversial face mask, we're appeasing Grado this week is now. This is a big moment, guys. Because this is a purchase I do approve of. You can now get a wrestling daft bum bag. For fuck's sake, I haven't even forgotten any bum bags on it. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. Now let's introduce one of the hottest prospects and UK wrestling. You know, I say Scottish wrestling. I don't want to talk about the UK, right? I want to talk about Scottish wrestling, right? But, you know, UK, you know it'll be UK, right? We're worldwide. We're worldwide. It did start the British wrestling phenomenon. Let's, oh, it did, mate. Be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking started it. Great Big Daddy. <laughs> he, is an, 
Hold on a minute, Kieran, keep it noise down now because we've not actually done your intro yet, so don't start doing your intro. He's, he's giggling like a, a big wave, he's brilliant. He's excited, he's excited <laughs> to be in the wrestling industry. Um, he is an SWA X Division champion, PBW tag team champion. He's already had a match at the Hydro, he had one of the matches of the year with Leighton Buzzard in ICW. It's Shotgun. How are you doing, Kieran? You alright? Yeah. Not too bad, not too bad yourself. Need to get you to do some intros for me, Radna. Did you like that intro where I went out? Shotgun. They talk to Simon there, be like, Simon, Rab's beating you right now. Hold on, what kind of shotgun is it? Right, let's work this one out. Is it a, Double bar. a pump action shotgun, right? Is he when you're visualising shotgun, right? Pump action shotgun, sawn off shotgun. <laughs> One hundred oh, sauna. Your, your standard pump action, eh? None of that. You, want that? Of... <laughs> you want that kind of thing? Ching, ching. What is a sauna shotgun? Is it's it just like, a shotgun it's with just a, a circ- It's just a circumcised shotgun. That's all. They basically they cut the barrel, mate. <laughs> they, they cut the barrel, so you don't need to. You can wield it with one horn. Right. Okay, See if you played me a computer game, you'd fucking know that stuff. So, Kieran, tell us about how you who who trained you. Who's your, who trained you? Killian Dane, Nicky Cross, and now Mikey Whiplash. Fantastic team of trainers there, by the way, Gredo. What do you make of that? Very similar to myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> they really, they are, that is. Um, a demo years ago, class. I remember Demo's first training session. I remember him walking through the door. He wanted to be a copper and a wrestler. I totally remember it. I gave him his first match. It's absolutely horrific, but what he's went on today is nothing short of fucking amazing, man. He's so, many, so much talent, and uh, same with Nicky and Mikey Whitlash. For all of us, we're, we're back in force, me and Mikey. You can't ask for a better trainer. Seriously, Rob, what's Mikey like? It. Mikey is really one of well, the most tuned in trainers. Courtney Isla Dawn, my niece, speaks really mm-hmm. happy, uh, really highly of him, speaks re- oh, and really happy. Speaks really highly of Mikey Whitlash, I mean, and the, the, the training that he did, and you know, and I think I think I think I'm pretty sure that Isla Dawn had the same um same background as me, yeah. Pretty much I Killian Dane and Nikki and Mikey and you know, that kind of SWA kind of mob. I would like to talk like so Kieran, obviously you, your dad is known known for owning some nightclubs in, in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And one of them particularly being the Garage nightclub where obviously that's where I see the Yeah. But obviously you no, know, I've completely no. I've completely thought you were maybe in Encouraged by it, but at least absolutely Because I mean, how did you get in touch with, with being a wrestler? What did your your father have any part to play in it? Nothing really. I just absolutely kind of just thought. I just kind of thought I'm going to try it out, just see how it goes. And then the first thing I looked up was just like obviously a wrestling school in Glasgow, and then Source Wrestling or SWA at the time it was called. It just popped up, and that was the first thing I clicked onto. And then that week, I think as soon as I found it, I went over. I got turned away because I was. Really? I got turned away because I think I was just late to class. And Joe Coffey, I remember this was back when like Sauce was like a part like the gym, like city oh, gym. Right. It was that was so awkward that sometimes. So I'd walk in and everyone's like doing their class and the warm up right in there. And then Joe comes over and goes, Oh, yeah, you just here for the rest. And they've kind of been about an hour already into it. So I'm like, Ah, oh, shit. So okay, what, can I come back a little later? Or just any other time, we said, yeah, these are dates. These are days See, that were actually open. Did you get um, attracted to, to lifting weights for the gym being connected next door, or did it take you a wee while to kind of, you know, train your body? Kind of, yeah, because I was a very chubby weight when I first Aye. came in. 
I was very chill by the time. So when I started seeing like everyone working in, I'm going, okay, I need to be a wee bit motivated here because <laughs> there's big lads in this gym and I need to look right. the part here. But <laughs> so then now I got on here the if you do look at pictures from before, or just when you started training, you, you did care a wee bit of weight, and now you're, you're lean as fuck, aren't you? I try my best. <laughs> I try to stay away from two for Tuesdays. <laughs> so you've got a good diet. Because, you know, you always hear it, you can't out-train a, good di- a bad diet. You can't out-train a bad diet. Is that true? That's true. That's true. I've definitely been learning, learning to get better with my diet. Like, just trying to do, there's a whole, like, there's different ways you can do, like, diets and that, but I follow, like, this one, it's going to be, like, a my gym nilt that I am, and my fitness nilt. It's, like, an 80-20 diet, which is pretty much, like, 80% of your day can be all good foods, and 20% of your day can be, you know, whatever you want. But as long as you're maintaining your, your calories, you'll be, you'll be grand. Jesus. That sounds good to me, man. I did 80%. Percent. 80% of the day, nice stuff, like good, like carrots and that. Yeah, like and just healthy, tw- just healthy 20% fucking kebabs. No, no. Whatever you want, <laughs> stuff in. So that's eight carrots and two kebabs, right? That's 80, 80% and 20%, right? I could have eight carrots and two kebabs and my 10 things I eat that day. <laughs> as long as you have a slice of broccoli on the end of it as well. No worries, man. That sounds good to me. Sounds I've good totally, to me. I've totally got the rag end of the stick with that diet. I'm doing it now. About 80%, eat whatever you want. But, Rab, you, that's what it's feels like for lockdown. Uh, but, Rab, you, you've, you dropped weight and, and it stayed off. I remember going, he'll put that back on. I dropped on an unbelievable amount of weight though. I think, I think it's easier when it's easier when you. I mean, I was like, fucking, I'll try to think what, what weight I might I got up to. I think I might got up to about 18 and a half stone. You're joking. I got up to I at one point eighteen and a half, half stone. And now I knew I kind of hover around about kind of a bounce around about 12, 13, 11 and a half, 12, uh, 13. That's kind of so I've never been back never up been there. Bigger than that, yeah. No, I've never been back I'd up there again. I'd love to be 12 stone. I remember one time turning up for TNA and, I, and I, again I dropped a couple because I'm a yo-yo. I'm up and doing, up and doing. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Dreamer pulled my side and went, what are you doing? You're losing weight. You're killing your gimmick. You're killing your gimmick. And I was like, all right. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, no, no. But he was probably right. Because that is weird because I had a um, big um, Eston Reese. He put me on like a ton of programs. <laughs> so like I was looking at him going, yeah, this is the man I need to, to get me in shape here. So is I went on like a mad cut, a mad cutting phase, and I was like ripped at one point. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, we want to put some weight on you now, just to make you just look that a little bit bigger because you're too small right now. You're too, you're too lean. Let's try and add a wee bit of muscle on you. And as soon as I got that, I felt bloated in my nut, and I thought I just ruined it up. So I just went on a bench. And I'm um, starting to come back, starting to come back to my semi. But Kieran, man, fuck the diet. You are one talented boy. I swear to God, I remember seeing you for the first time, Motherwell Civic Centre. I was doing a stare, and I was, I was amazed at how good you were because I, I, I hadn't seen you before. And I'm, I can't remember who you wrestled. It was, it was a match at Motherwell. It was one of the, I think it was the first in the show. Was it? Was it Lionheart? Was it Lionheart? It could have been. It could uh, have been. And he's done a wee bit of comedy, a wee bit of funny. He has as well. And I thought, yeah. I'm a bit jealous. He's fucking ten. He's funnier than me here. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm on next. What's up? <laughs> see, see, see that stuff that you, it was kind of like an old school British style. Yeah, yeah. Who did you get that for? It was mainly me? just like 
<laughs> just a wee bit, <laughs> wee bit of inspiration from the best there is. <laughs> oh, but I, I can see that you've looked at the whole world of sports stuff. Did you get that for, for, for studying it, or was it Whippy that kind of put that? It was, kind of, it, was, it was just a mixture. Of, like it was definitely Whippy had some influence in it. Going, hey, see for your size. Well, if you do the whole like Johnny saying roll, mm-hmm. like when the guy rolls your end, rolls your end. Well, if you do like a whole headstand in the corner and do the whole, oh, he runs in, oh, put the foot up, just do Love some fly skits. And it's just stuff like that that gets like just audiences going, ah, that's actually funny, that's I love that stuff. I, I completely adore it. Do you know what he's talking about, Rabin? He's talking about the curling up the ball and he Aye. rolling my boot. I love that stuff. Fuck, see, so try to get me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> One roll. Listen, I tried. <laughs> that's why they, if I get in a real fight out in the street, I curl up in that ball. <laughs> just Have we spoke about this before? Even when the police turn up, they can't fucking get me out yet. The police are like, one son, the body's away, now you can get up. Like, fucking tumbled about, rolled into the back of the van up a ramp. <laughs> That's so funny, man. So tell us a bit more about yourself, Kieran. Well, um, what's your aspect? Where, where, do you, what, where, do you want, where do you want to do next? Once the wrestling starts back, what, what you, what's your aspirations? What do you want to do? Just show off I'm not rusty. <laughs> uh, definitely just keep like trying to get to more companies because I've only been to like like a couple companies once. Like I went to Fight Club Pro about two years ago and that's another company that I want to try and get myself known in for because it's one of the bigger companies in England. Is that the Trent, the, like, the Trent Seven owns? Yeah, yeah, that one. That well, one that's I've one. seen some of that stuff. I, I, I'd love to wrestle down there. Was that kind of like, was it kind of like ICW style when a pub? Yeah, it was like mad like hangers. It was in like a whole like a whole warehouse, just a big warehouse, and you just have like crazy atmosphere. It's like proper like it's like an indie proper indie feel to it. But the audience is very like it's almost Japanese like very respectful, but they'll mark it to the big moments. Sorry, I just want to ask: Do you want to um, do some? You want to work for more companies, wrestle more? Promotions, what about WrestleZone up in Aberdeen? That would definitely be another place I'd like to. <laughs> like, I, I've been wanting to get there for a wee while now, but just nothing's came through. Who would you, who would you like to wrestle? Who would you like to wrestle up in Aberdeen at WrestleZone? I would say Crusher Crab. <laughs> He's the man. Very big Crusher. Uh, why have you mentioned WrestleZone? That's blown my mind. Why have I mentioned WrestleZone? Aye. Just because. WrestleZone, Bingo Balance. It's like any other company. <laughs> I, I, I love it. See, wrestlers in, up in Aberdeen. I, I love going up there because see all the Aberdonians, they, they follow the storylines, they believe in Big mm-hmm. Crusher. Um, Scotty Swift is over, over, over up there. I, I love going up there. What about progress? Would you like to do some? Definitely progress. That's one company I really want to get to. But as I think of it right now, it's mainly I just want to make my name known right. for ICW more. That's like the one place that I feel like I want to make home when all this pandemic just clears up. That's just the one place I want to just make my name for. Right, so you want to become like an ICW favourite? You want to yeah. make yeah, your... Who, who's your... Who do you love at ICW? Who's the who's the, who's the the ones you look up to? Who's the ones you've looked up, looked up to over the years in ICW? It doesn't need to be somebody that's kind of current on the roster. It would definitely be probably Demo. Demo mm-hmm. would be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grail yourself would be one. Cheers, mate. Nikki would be another one. Uh, Lionheart was another one. And even guys like Stevie Boy, BT Gun, the guys that I was wrestling outside of ICW. So I just wanted to look at them and go, I really want to wrestle them from there instead of here, if you know what I mean. Aye, aye. Is there anybody you don't want to wrestle 
Is there anybody you're, you're scared of wrestling? Yeah, he's scared. There's got to be something. There's no way. You've got to be somebody you're scared of wrestling. I, I'm scared of a guy and um, he comes for Leeds. I think his real name's Tyson something. I can't remember his wrestling name. He's a big six foot. What was his name? His name is Tyson for Leeds. What about Caden Garrick? Do you feel to wrestle him? Who's that? You don't know who Caden Garrick is? Caden Garrick, what, I'm good. What about Mikey Vago? Fuck <laughs> off. You're just missing. Hmm? You're just sitting on the wrestles on the website fucking calling her wrestling. Cool. I was about to no, say, no, I recognise that name somehow. You see, you see fucking bingo balance ten minutes ago? <laughs> I'm not on any fucking website. I'm just asking you're if, you're, if you're intimidated. Like, if you're too fearful. Ask me about something else. What about Sisto number two? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to rest up his lot of the pictures now, you can't. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying, though, Kieran. You want to just get about and wrestle as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. You want to get, you must be at that point in your career now. You know what you're doing in the ring. Bust you want to be just gone. Uh, you just want to be going about wrestling everybody, getting all the stories like Grado's go. Grado's got a million stories, but a million different guys. Right? Some stuff. Like, like, here's an example mm-hmm. Grado tells a story about Dino Del Monte that wrestles on. <laughs> um, he's 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 in a black shot. Can he fucking go to Aberdeen? I can't go to Aberdeen anymore. <laughs> this is a brilliant thing about having two monitors and you're doing your podcast. You just pull up a roster, okay. have a wee scroll. See, I, I can assure something. That's me fucking unbooked for wrestles on. Fucking hell. So, Kieran, this is the way you don't. I think it's quite helpful for you. You know, you've had Grado to look up to as a guy that you, you know, he's he's made a name for himself in Scottish wrestling, and then he's took that name. He's represented Scotland across the world. You know, what I mean, wrestling, and now also you've got you know Grado doing this podcast, and it's a way to see how naughty, like, get yourself cancelled career wise by saying things about people and stuff like that, and also like get yourself <laughs> getting your losing all your bookings, not that by saying you don't fucking know guys and that. Well, I'm yes. the bar business. I feel like Grado <laughs> yeah, like is keeping. How's your so your dad's running bars, not it? How's he finding the whole coronavirus thing? Is it? Is it? It must be stressful business wise. Yeah, it's definitely a stressful thing, and it's the fact they keep like saying like it's like everything else is getting open, construction and all that getting open, and bars and that just being left to like the very last minute. And I know why. It's probably much because of the whole social distancing thing, but yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle right now. When do you think yourself that wrestling will be back? When do you see yourself getting back in the ring? I mean, I'm hoping by like July time. July, maybe like late June. Late Oof. June, if I'm saying. Would you think, Grado? Would you think? I'm fucking think. Well, what was the last show we done, Kieran? Show I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I and I feel as if that could be the very last show of the year. I don't mean to put a dart there and stuff, but it could very well be. I think you have a fat chance it'd be July, old boy. Yeah. It's a shame. It's an absolute shame. Like Chance it'll bit. be July, old boy. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I, would not, I would not be surprised if it gets pushed to like September. I would not be surprised. Even to the end, even, even, even to the end of the year, like just end. I'd say run a bit of the rumble. How are you keeping yourself out? Are you, are you doing anything to keep yourself? Ready, doing any drills, you doing any drills in the kitchen just and that? Just <laughs> <laughs> flipping pancakes constantly. It's getting my arms working. It's on day for me. Uh, just looking up like a ton of like workout programs on like YouTube and that. 
Right. That's like that's been like my savior at this rate. Just making sure that I'm eating healthy, making sure that I'm not having two for Tuesdays every week. See, you've made this is this is twice you've mentioned two for Tuesdays. What's that makes, with us? That makes me think that you've you've Domino's fucking. Man, Domino's man keep texting me dirty messages, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kieran, listen. Thanks so much for coming. Will you? What we want to do on this show, right? This is what I want to do on this show. We have had we've had a couple of, we've had a couple of young guys on it's usually they'll be honest it's usually fucking old guys that are past that right we have on this show yeah. to interview right it's usually people whose careers are kind of on the road we don't tell them that though we kind of kid on they're still doing stuff and, all that, and we kind of go that's brilliant what are you hoping to do next year not but we're all kind of thinking you're fucking done mate right <laughs> you you um you're on the road up. You're still on that ascent. Will, will you drop in regularly and let us know, like, once the wrestling's back happening again, will you drop in on the regular and just let us know how you're doing? Definitely, definitely. We'll call it yeah. uh, the Kieran Catch-Up. The ah, Kieran like Kelly Catch-Up with a K. Kieran Kelly Catch-Up, the KKK. Let's fucking know, so we'll call it. <laughs> you don't know how many times we'll I've had that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, just the Kieran Kelly Catch-Up, we'll call it, and we'll just let, check in on how you're doing. Let's get let's go hold him in July and see if he's wrestling in front of our crowd. <laughs> Let's do that. We'll get. Right, we'll this that. is what we do. We'll get you in July, and we'll ask you how your match was. Right? Like atmosphere was brilliant, man. It was dead. <laughs> Put your back, Gilden. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for jumping on, man. To chat to us, and we get your ass in that gaming chair, man. It looks What's comfy in there. By the way, it's, it's comfy. comfy. Wish I had one of them. Tidy. Well, Kieran. I'm, well, before he goes, I just want to tell him that he fucking what a talent this boy has got, and I think people listening, if you haven't heard Kieran Kelly, there might be some fans in Azerbaijan, uh, name another country, Rab, um, uh, Bolivia, Bolivia. <laughs> Bolivia. There's any fans from Bolivia that know aware of Kieran? Is there any match that you'd like to to promote Kieran that's on maybe on YouTube that you would say have a look at that? That's me. Or any kind of highlight videos? Um, definitely on my highlight video, just Kieran Kelly, Highlight Reel 2018. Was that made by Scott Reed at ICW? Yes. Right, then I know that's going to be an absolute cracker. So everybody that's listening, watching, type in Kieran Kelly highlight video and you see the, the talent this boy's got. That's why we're doing the Kieran Kelly catch up. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Any closing words, Kieran, for the gang? Just thank you guys for having me on. I've always wanted to be on your show. I've been listening to it ever since the first episode. That's amazing, Rob. You That's nice. You definitely be on in July. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear the crowd? Can you hear them shouting my name? Right, that's it for this week's show. Where we were, uh, interviewed Kieran Kelly. So, folks, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. But just reviews and stuff like that it helps. It does with algorithms, not that, the computers and not all the things, not that algorithms, right? Plus, remember, we now go twice a week. You can catch us on a Friday and you can get the Marks podcast on a Tuesday. And, you know, let's be honest here, these boys know what they're talking about. That's where that's where the real kind of wrestling chat happens. They all talk about, like, how would we book this and all that? And how would you do? And what do you think of this and all that? And the interview. Christian and all that and interviewed him. I'd have Leo Rush on this week. I'd Leo Rush on this week. Leo Rush. Did you really? <laughs> what? So you can hear an interview. You hear interviews with all sorts on that Mark's podcast as well. So it's no, it's no just about. But if you want to just hear the boys, man, you great old man. The boys. See, we real. See, see on the Mark's podcast. They kind of just work together. They're no actual pals. Me and Gary were actual pals yeah, in real life. You go me on the telly, man. That's a different vibe. They don't He's like each other on the Mark's famous. podcast. <laughs> they don't like each other on Mark's podcast, right? But we, 
we like. Also remember, get on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to check out the video version. And why not buy yourself a t-shirt? Fuck that, man. Buy yourself a bum bag. Get a buy bum bag, man. Get a bum bag, man. Everything. Put everything in it. Your passport, travels checks, chuggy. Why not um, buy two bum it. bags? Two bum bags. One for your bum, one for your front bum, two, one for fanny and a bum, fanny pack and a bum bag. And one for in your neck. Like, like, like Bubba Ray on the tag titles. Get a spare one for a bum bag and a pole match and reenact Gredo and Eugene's fantastic match that made Vince Russo Russell. say, what did they say, Gredo? I got tears in my eyes, bro. I got tears in my eyes. That's great, man. That sounds just really like you. We need to try and get Vince Russo on this show. Vince oh, Russo would come on this show. I Russo would come on, I definitely. We need to get Russo on. We need to get Russo on. Don't fucking tell him not to go on the Marks podcast. <laughs> No, no. They, in fact, the Marks should come to us first and go, right, we've got access to such and such. He's one of them. Do you think they should do that? Nah. Just let them do their own hanger. Why would we want to talk to Leo Rush, really? Or Matt Riddle. Fuck it. Fuck hell, man. Fuck I'd lose my patience, man. Thanks for listening. I've got my MacBook up. I'd fucking slam it down in anger. You'd done this kick the dog. I'd go like that, Matt Riddle. Have you got fucking shoes on? You better have fucking shoes on, you can't in your socks. You're fucking idiot. Fucking dirty. Gonna hurt your face, mate. Fucking barefooted bastard. I hope you're fucking. karate, you fucking. Goldberg fucking spears your head off, you fucking wank. He's no your bro. Thanks for listening, Wrestling Daft. <laughs> up yourself. Up yourself. That's no your catchphrase. <laughs> up yourself. It's yourself. Up there. Oh, it's up this. Love. That's what love. we should have as our joint catchphrase. Up yourself. Up yourself. Up yourself. Up yourself. Up yourself. That'll be the next t shirt then, Sultan. Audio Frontier.